Welcome to episode 22 of Social Anxiety Solutions, your journey to social confidence. My name is Sebastian van der Schrier, and I'm an ex-social anxiety disorder sufferer. Thanks to energy psychology and the help of some brilliant therapists, I've been able to become anxiety-free and I'm comfortable and at ease socially. Now, on this show, I interview experts each week to explore different social anxiety solutions from both Western traditional psychology as well as Eastern energy psychology. So each week, we'll put new tools into your toolkit to enhance your social confidence. Now, today, I'm interviewing Tapas Fleming on a topic of TAT. Now, you might ask, what is TAT? Well, that's exactly what we'll be talking about in this show. <laughs> so, here's a bit about Tapas. After facilitating personal growth for many years, Tapas became interested in physical and energetic healing. She became a licensed acupuncturist and began her practice in 1987, specializing in the treatment of allergies. Searching for a simple, effective treatment, she developed TAT Tut in 1993. She soon realized that in addition to relieving her patients' allergic reactions, Tut was clearing the effects of their past stressful or traumatic experiences in an easy, gentle way. And she's now one of the most celebrated leaders in the energy psychology world. Now, I've used her technique for myself, and it's been brilliant. And she's been recommended by Eve and other people as well. And so I'm really happy to have her on the show so she can share this technique with you. Tapas, thank you very much for being on the show with us. Thank you. I'm very excited to be with you and all of your listeners. Awesome. All right. Well, as I told you before uh, we went live, <laughs> um, we divide the show up in a couple of sections. Now, since we'll mainly be talking about your technique, we won't have all of the sections of the show, but we will start out with the inspiration round. So, Tapas, for people to, that are listening to this, some of them uh, have been suffering from social anxiety for a long time, and some of them can overcome it fairly quickly. Others might have a bit longer of a journey, and that, that's why we're doing this inspiration round. We want to you know, hear some words of encouragement and you know, some wisdom. So, a couple of questions. Uh, did, did you suffer from social anxiety yourself? Yeah. My worst social anxiety was talking in front of groups, which was really inconvenient since I'm a teacher. Yeah, right. <laughs> I talk to groups. so <laughs> I've heard that before, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'd have a group to talk to and feel really like the first maybe 10 or 15 minutes was just so awful. Mm. My stomach wouldn't feel good. It would be really hard to concentrate. I couldn't relax. I couldn't feel at ease. And like myself, I'm like, it's okay just to connect and say whatever I had to say. So that was my worst social anxiety, which mm. I used TAT to get over. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough, I've worked with quite a bunch of teachers that uh, indeed, you know, every <laughs> single day, they're, you know, they're, they're teaching for hours and hours and they're extremely anxious. I'm like, wow, that's, that's a very interesting uh, choice of career when that's one of your main problems. 
Yeah. That is. Yeah. It's funny that it's true for a bunch of those teachers. I didn't know that. Right. Kind of goes to show as well that the you know often just exposing yourself to the feared situation doesn't really resolve it. Yeah. That's be- for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And um, well, you said you use TAT to resolve it for yourself. Have you worked with socially anxious clients as well? I have. Uh, one woman had used TAT herself for on and off for about four years. And then she started doing webinars with me. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, she sat in a very dark room. She, it was hard to see her uh, because we did the webinars with video. Mm-hmm. After a while, the lights came on. After a while, she got these new glasses that were really hip, and she had a new haircut. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how for the first time in 20 years, she went out and got her haircut. She moved houses. She changed jobs. And it, it was all about, she was working on her social anxiety. And so after, you know, whatever it was, a few months of working together in that way, we never saw her again because she was out with friends all the time, just having a good time living her life. Hmm. So that's, yeah. Did, did you find that um, you said she was working on it for four years? A lot of people tend to address the anxiety itself, which actually is a symptom of a deeper underlying problem, you know, lack of self-acceptance, you know, traumatic experiences not having dealt with. Did you find that she was, uh, you know, aiming her efforts to overcome her social anxiety by focusing on the anxiety itself? What she did for those four years that she wasn't in the webinars, I don't know. Mm. So I never talked to her about that. Mm. But in the webinars, she did focus on the anxiety itself. Mm. One, of the, um, one of the cool things about TAT is that a person can focus on whatever shred of experience they're having it could just be I'm uncomfortable when other people look at me it could be oh my god my stomach feels so tight it could be any little piece of it and that is like um, a doorway that goes into the whole thing so that's pretty cool Mm, that is Mm -hmm. pretty cool yeah I guess um, also because uh, as 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 I read out, your uh, TAT was developed originally for um, <clears throat> for allergies, right? Which is uh, something a lot more subtle uh, to 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 address than um, you know something more obvious as um, you know uh, 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 an upset an upset chest when you think about a certain situation, you know, a fear in your chest when you think about someone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what I've found, especially as I've developed TAT lately, is that I can actually talk to a person's chest. You can learn to talk to your own chest, and your chest itself is going to be having those feelings, and you can uh, help your, your chest itself realize that what's going on from its perspective happened in other times and other places. It mm. could even be genetic stuff. It could be stuff your ancestors experienced that then you inherited. But in any case, your chest is feeling this way. Yeah. And so it's, it's almost like your, your chest is, you could say, a part of yourself. And you can um, 
like be doing part of your TAT work directly with your chest and it'll go, oh, wow, it's okay for me to relax now? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> and, and like come into present time. Right. So it's a really different um, approach. Hmm. When uh, when people are listening to this, some of them, especially the new ones, might be like, "What talking to your chest? <laughs> what, what is this? And this is so bizarre." And uh, uh, what what you're what you're talking about the ancestral stuff and you know yeah. uh, inherited stuff. That's mm-hmm. not just in TAT. That's also in various other energy techniques, uh, such as emotion code EFT. There sometimes focused on it um yeah so that just wanted to bring up for people that uh that that is that could be an actual thing that's uh that that's blocking you great yeah well thanks for bringing in the weirdness of it because yeah. <laughs> i'm so used to it and live in this world i sometimes forget yeah, yeah so, me too even you know i have to yeah, yeah. so yeah. let me just talk about some of the scientific stuff about that which would just help um, you listeners who've never thought about this before in these ways that, gosh, you could have inherited stuff. Well, certainly, you know, um, people inherit diseases from ancestors. Well, it's, it's been looked at lately that people who had ancestors like in wars will carry their, they'll be born with and live with anxiety that's similar to what their ancestors suffered or their, I mean, their big social uh, conditioning that we're in that's part of this whole thing too, conditioning like you better fit in. Mm. That's so much part of social anxiety. You better act and behave and look like everybody else or you're going to get ridiculed. Uh, pushed out of the group of everybody, killed or whatever. You're not going to be part of us anymore, so you mm. better fit in. And worldwide, there is this kind of social conditioning that we live under, like uh, the tall poppy syndrome in Australia. If mm-hmm. the poppy is too big, it's going to get chopped down. Yeah. In Japan, if, it, if a nail is sticking up too much, it's going to get hit. And then there's crab technology, which is like if there's a big bucket of crabs and one's starting to crawl up and make a little progress, another one's going to grab on to try and, it looks like, pull the other guy down. So nobody's supposed to rise above anybody else. Mm -hmm. Everybody's supposed to fit in. So it's just part of our thoughts, which uh, Bruce Lipton says our thoughts have their, Bruce Lipton um, is a biologist that many people might know for the book. Biology of belief. Exactly, yeah. I'll link that up in the show notes page, um, which will be socialanxietysolutions.com forward slash tapas, T-A-P-A-S. Sorry, let's go on. (laughs) No, that's a great idea. I like that. Thank Mm. you. Mm. So he says that thoughts have their own energy, their own signature energy, and that cells can respond to the energy of thoughts so that's why that's part of the thinking that our thoughts and our beliefs change our reality change our feelings so it's very physical our thoughts are very much part of our physiology so we're living in a world of social thoughts that are affecting our physiology and how which ones we take in and really resonate with affects 
how socially anxious we are, and then also about um, allergies and things being passed on. There was a passed on genetically. There was a study done recently that there were mice that were exposed to a cherry smell, and when they were exposed to that smell, they were shocked. They were given a physical shock, and generations of mice later, when they smelled the cherry smell, they got physically uncomfortable, anxious. Mm. So there are genetic things that we're living with that we're thinking, oh, that's me. I'm, that's my problem. Right. But it might be just, you know, like programming passed on from generations before. And certainly TAT allows us to release that ourselves from that uh, programming and also any parts of ancestors that are tied up with it it's like everybody gets happy mm. and free yeah. so <laughs> that's the kind of a very big picture hoping that some of that makes sense i i, I think so i think there was a pretty clear uh, explanation thank you for that okay um, and I think that's one of the really exciting things about TAT and energy psychology in and of itself. We're no longer a victim to the programming that we've gotten. And, you know, it doesn't take ages anymore to do affirmations and to face your fears and, you know, to start convincing yourself that these beliefs are not true. We can actually release stuff and let go of it. And uh, I think that's incredibly empowering and important that people know that and share this information. So. Great. Yeah, yes. I'd like to add something to what you said, Please. too. A lot of people feel like, oh, I really want to release this. Why haven't I released it? What's my problem? I'm mm. trying to. Why am I holding on to it? It's not actually something that you're, a person's doing consciously. They're not really, it's not in conscious control unless you've got a technique, unless you've got a way to connect with that. It would be kind of like, talking to your computer and saying, turn on. Yeah, go. <laughs> What's my problem? I'm trying to get it to turn on and it's not doing it. Mm. You just have to have a way to really connect. So, you know, the keyboard or if you've got audio connection, you have to have a way in. And so TAT is a way in. Brilliant. I think that set, set the stage uh, pretty well for the topic of the day, TAT. Let's go there. <laughs> So tell us, what is TAT, and can you share the story of how it was developed? Sure, I'd love to. Hmm. TAT is short for tapas, acupressure technique. As you mentioned, I'm an acupuncturist. And over 20 years ago, I was working with people with allergies. And I was always trying to find out some way to help them that would make things a lot easier faster and easier because a, a lot of my clients were really sick and even coming to the office was really hard for them. They were the kind of people that if they smelled fumes from cars, they got sick and they had to live way out in the country just to deal with life. And so I'm thinking, how can I make things simpler and faster? So that was in the back of my mind all the time. So I had learned a technique called NAET, Nambudrapod's Allergy Elimination Technique. And it's, while being really effective, it, it was also really complicated, took a lot of time and a lot of money for clients. So I was trying to make that simpler. So I was just taking a nap, 
on my big acupuncture table one day on a slow day mm-hmm. <laughs> between patients. And um, when I woke up, there was just like a big, big fat thought in the room with me that this one particular acupuncture point, which is just above the upper inner corner of each eye, was really central. I was just with the thought of how central that was. I was using that acupuncture meridian in my treatments for allergies. And I thought, I remembered this teacher of mine from acupuncture school saying that all the meridians joined and entered the brain right there. So I thought, well, I'll just try touching this point on my next allergy client and see if it helps them get over allergies faster since all the meridians are entering the brain right at that point, according to my teacher. So when I did that, I found out that my treatments were working faster and better. Then a few months later, I was showing this to one client who was allergic to poison ivy. He said, oh, my little old Tai Chi master from China told me to touch those two points plus this point that is at the third eye center, so between the eyebrows, midline, and a little bit above. If I ever had headaches or other problems, and I thought, oh, that sounds good, I'll try it, and try it with my clients, and yep, that helped them get better faster. And then a couple months after that, I'd been visiting with a friend who was doing all these really wild brain reintegration exercises through vision. And she was talking to me about how important vision is and how the back of the brain is where the brain's vision center is. So I thought, okay, well, just driving to work one day, I thought, since I'm using all these eye points with you know, at the front, I mean, I've got fingers right above the upper inner corner of each eye and another finger touching the third eye. Maybe if I put my other hand on my patients at their brain's vision center, it would help uh, these treatments. Hmm. And, and it did. So I was measuring better by people were getting over things faster and more completely. Hmm. So it was very powerful. And then I wrote this uh, <clears throat> this acupuncturist who's been an acupuncturist and Taoist master since in this unbroken lineage since the Han Dynasty, and he wrote me back. I was hoping he'd explain what I discovered. How did it work? What what's the story? He just wrote me back a little postcard and said, "Nice to hear from you, and your personal discovery truly aligns with ancient knowledge." Mm. Nice. Taoism, yes. yeah? Yes. He said, may your, dis- may your discovery make you rich and happy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> Best fortune cookie ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> From this old Chinese guy. So then what happened was over the years, I started working with groups of psychologists and becoming more aware of things to integrate in that would just have to do with the psychological, the emotional aspect. A real big giant turning point was when I worked with someone who was a woman allergic to salt. And how tough would a life be with no salt? Mm. 
Okay, so we're working together doing this thing. And at the end of the treatment, she said, she was like about 57. She said, I've been in therapy for nine years because when I was a small child, I was sexually abused in a bar. And afterwards, each time I was given a bag of potato chips. So it's like this bell went off in my head. Ding. Oh, my God. The salty potato chips Mm, became part of the whole stay away from me thing. Mm. (laughs) And she said, this is the first time in my life I can actually think of that whole period of my life and I have no emotional charge on it. And I went, oh my gosh, I can actually use this not just for allergies, but just for traumas. So that was really exciting to me because I was always interested in how come I'm stuck being the doing the same stupid things <laughs> yeah man that must have been such an exciting discovery oh huge yeah. i wanted to like get up on the roof and shout it out to the world right? <laughs> so i feel like i'm still doing that now telling you and everybody listening yeah because it's uh a bit out of the ordinary right that, that's why uh, yeah that's great totally hmm. totally and then and then so then i just became aware of other things to to weave in, like, um, when we don't forgive people, we stay stuck. When we don't just acknowledge, okay, it happened. Because, you know, when traumas happen, a big part of ourselves are involved in trying to hold it away. So part of the TAT process is just allowing that, okay, yeah, it happened. All right. And then moving on from there. Mm happened it's over and i'm okay it's like just giving a whole new set of information to our whole body and mind through the tat pose which i like to think of as like a missing usb port (laughs) (laughs) so anyway so it just developed from there and i saw you know i got to see it help all kinds of people one one person i was going to mention one actually several people in the beginning when we were talking about so people with social anxiety, who's it helped? I got to work for a couple of weeks with veterans, intense social anxiety, have to sit like they'd have to sit in any room with their back against the wall so they could see everything going on with everyone else. Mm. Just have their tap, you know, be aware of everyone else, know where the doors were. If they ever tried to go, this one guy was saying if he ever had to go shopping like in a big store, he would just freak out. He just couldn't take being around all those people and all the different things happening. So after we did just 10 sessions together, it was totally gone. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's very touching and beautiful. Mm. Yeah. That's great. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, Tapas, um what you've been talking about, the pose itself, um, uh-huh. let's link that up on the show notes page as well. Okay. okay. So that, uh, that people know. Is that, is that okay? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, great. Yes. And again, that is socialanxietysolutions.com forward slash tapas. Or when you're listening to this episode, you can click on the episode and there's a little I button. Once you click the I button, there you'll see Tapas show notes page. Once you click on it, you're right there. All right, good. So let's move on. Um, so Tapas, what do people experience when they use Tot? They usually um, experience peace. 
they a lot of times they experience uh, relaxation, more greater sense of being themselves, being at ease, being themselves, mm. l- loving themselves, accepting themselves, more compassion, um, ease, and a lot of people actually experience a, a sense of being centered and being connected with the divine or God, whatever you want to say, whoever they're, whatever is at the core of their spiritual essence, Hmm. they tend to experience more of that. People will often say, wow, I've just done TAT for 10 minutes, and this is like an hour of meditating. Hmm. Yeah, I can relate to that when, uh, when having done it for myself, starting out with something stressful, holding the pose, uh, saying the, saying the statements, and just kind of having the stress melt away and in place for it coming like like a, a gentle progression feeling more and more calm or at ease or relaxed and then it goes kind of deep and it's a, a kind of like a gentle integration and connection to yourself and then you end up feeling peaceful yeah and uh I, I, yeah i found that that this is what most of the uh, deeper energy techniques do you get to a very uh, centered place of being yeah yeah. Hmm. yeah so what I describe can sound quite subtle so you know if, if someone is going to use this how, how will they know that it has worked for them <laughs> well your listeners if they have if they had social anxiety they're going to say wow uh, not, not a problem anymore hmm now, I don't know if that would happen in an hour or five hours or ten hours, but probably pretty quickly. Mm. So the difference, I like to say the difference is how is your life showing up? How do you feel? What's real? I mean, does your stomach feel like it's still in knots when you think about going shopping? When you think about driving, does that feel like, if, if that was scary, does it feel like, wow, what was I thinking? Mm. Or really, I felt that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. So that, those kind of feelings. It's the real life. It's it's not subtle. It's like what's your real your real experience. Mm. And yeah. yeah, like positive surprises when you find yourself in a new social in a social situation that you used to be anxious in, and you're you're in it for a while, and all of a sudden you realize like, hey, I'm comfortable here now. <laughs> I, I used to be anxious here. This is great. Or yeah. when, when you're about to share something which would formally make you embarrassed, uh, now you notice like, hey, I'm just talking about it and it's fine. You're, you're becoming yourself. Yeah. Great stuff. Totally. Great totally. Stuff. Hmm. Yes. What would, uh, what would your advice be for someone suffering from social anxiety? <laughs> uh, first of all, realize it's really not your fault. So don't, don't um, kick yourself for it. Don't be mad at yourself. Or if you are mad at yourself, use TAT. <laughs> so you're not mad at yourself First anymore. Step. First step. Mm-hmm. And then just um, just do it. Because one of the cool things about TAT is you don't have to talk about it, think about it, or figure anything out. You don't have to look for any deep inner causes. You don't have to dig or search. 
you just deal with whatever's up. Oh, I feel like I can't breathe when I'm in a group of people and I start to sweat. So that then you deal with that. That's it. You just work with whatever's there for you. And um and I would recommend that you keep some kind of a journal or notes because you can get so much better so fast that it's hard to relate to where you were an hour ago or 20 minutes ago. So that would be useful. And then um, on my website, there's a couple of places. That's tatlife.com. So there's a couple things you could get there where I talk you through a process. It's a recorded webinar. One that I thought might be good is getting over being a victim because in that state of social anxiety, it to me feels like a fear of being a victim or a fear of being um, hurt or ridiculed or, you know, on the spot. So it gets you out of that. And then there's another one which might be good for a lot of your listeners, which is healing rape and sexual abuse. Because a lot of people feel afraid just because of that, of being in contact with people because of their history. And that's sadly the history of a whole lot of people. So yeah. And whatever else is there, but it's really, um, it's amazingly light and simple and easy and brings you more and more peace and self-confidence and a sense of just ease being who you are. So my advice is just do it. Give yourself like five hours doing five di- or five or ten different sessions and see what happens. Mm, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No- notice your progress. Notice where you were before and notice where you were after. And I like what you said about, you know, uh, document you know, document what's going on because it can be really easy to, you know, do a couple hours of this and say, well, you know, I'm still anxious, so it doesn't work. You know, I'm still anxious in certain situations, so now I'm going to automatically neglect all of the changes that I have made because my end goal is not there. We tend to be, when we look at the at the, where we're where we're not just yet, that we get demotivated. However, when you look back to where you were and you can see the changes that you've made, now that's inspiring to keep going. You're like, hey, I am improving. Great. Well, even if it takes me 50 hours or 500 hours, I'll keep going. Not that it will take that long, but you know, I will keep going until I have what I want. So that's, that's, that's great advice. Um, exactly. And I like the way you expanded it too. It's... Hmm. So true. It's mm. inspiring to see your own progress. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Topaz, if I could have asked you something that would have been brilliant <laughs> and, 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 and it would have allowed you to share something, uh, something very important, what, what would have that have been? What would the question have been and how would you have answered it? Okay, first of all, that question itself is brilliant. I stole it. It's not mine, but, but I, I love the question. Yeah. That's great. Um, the question would be, does this process take a long time? And do people have to relive their feelings or memories? Because like you mentioned earlier, some of this is probably from things we experienced earlier in our lives. 
some of it we might not even remember. It's just they're generating stress. Yeah. So whatever this stuff is, we don't have to remember it. And if we do remember it, we don't have to relive it at all. We don't have to feel anything. That's one of the real beauties of this approach. No feelings necessary. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, let's move on to the final empowerment round. So, Tapas, um, before we leave, um, we want to empower people on their journey. So, can you share with us a book, movie, biography, YouTube video, or any kind of resource that, that is empowering, and then share why you chose it? Yes. There's um, a book that I really love to read called Nyaneshwari. It's J-N-A-N-E-S-H-V-A-R-I. It's um, an interpretation by, of the Bhagavad Gita by a saint in India. And this saint named Nyaneshwar attained uh, what's called divine body or attained the highest state like this undying physical form and just the love that I experience when I read what he writes is really inspiring to me. Mm. So that's, it's just this love that's there. And then there's also pretty much any uh, video of Ama, the hugging saint. Right. Uh, that's, that's funny. I just checked this out a couple of days ago um, <laughs> for her tour. Well, this is going to get really weird and wacky, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll link all of this up in the show notes page <laughs> as well. Uh, so you can check out what that is. And, uh, yeah, great. By the way, that is socialanxietysolutions.com forward slash tapas, T-A-P-A-S. Tapas, please leave us with where we can find out more about you and then end by sharing your favorite quote with our listeners. Okay. You can find out more about me and T-A-T at T-A-T-Life.com. So, <laughs> and my quote is, or 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 things that we can find on TAT. Yeah. Oh yes, right. There's a, right now, maybe just for the next month or so, there's a free how to, how to do TAT that shows how to do the pose, how to do the steps, and right now it's also there in several languages. So I'm sure you have an international audience, or they'd like to tell friends. So there are several how-tos in about 14 different languages right Brilliant. now that wow. people could get their hands on. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for your generous gift. Appreciate it. Sure. Sure. Okay. And my favorite quote is from my first guru, Swami, Kurupal Wananda, known fondly as Bapaji. He says, love is the only path. Love is the only God. Love is the only scripture. Inscribe this verse on your heart if you want to realize the dreams of growth. Wow, I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tapas. I think that was very enlightening. I enjoyed the interview and uh, I think uh, a lot of people are going to be trying out TAT. So thank you very much for your time. 
Thanks so much for giving me the chance to talk to you, meet you, and talk to your listeners. Awesome. All right. Well, so thank you for listening to this. Now, this is, as the other episodes, exciting information. Please go and share this with someone who you think will be empowered by this. And don't just listen and think, wow, this is empowering stuff. Maybe one day I'll do it. Actually, go ahead, download that PDF and learn how to do it and experience it for yourself. When you actually experience these shifts within yourself, you're going to make progress. And you know you can actually overcome this challenge that you've been dealing with for such a long time. Now, <clears throat> the show notes page, again, is socialanxietysolutions.com forward slash tapas to learn more about my own coaching or my social confidence system, you can go to socialanxietysolutions.com. Hope this has been helpful for you. Share, and I look forward to connecting with you next week again. Bye for now. (laughs) 